Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 159, Flossing Through the Holidays. Welcome to the Not Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and we are here to help you tech better. The last episode of 2018. There's not a whole lot of news, but what there is, we've got for you, and some tips as well. Here with me, as always, Mr. Dave Festive Flannel <laughs> Baylor. Yeah, I thought for a second there you were going with, and the last exciting episode, we talked about XYZ, but you were saying it's the last one of the year. Yes. It is. Christmas is just a few days away. Are you anticipating any awesome, cool tech presents? Oof, I, I really don't know. I told my wife and my mother, I said, I don't need anything because yep. I've bought a lot of yeah. tech yeah. this year. So I'm not sure. Um, how about you? Are you exciting? There's a couple uh, lighting things I'm looking at, some mm. camera type accessories, but anything for you, Dave? Well, as always, I purchase something for myself. Yes. I do it all year long. It, Christmas time is nothing new. I mean, I don't care what time of the year it is. If I want something, I buy it, right? Yeah. No, I found a good deal finally on a 10 and a half inch iPad Pro, yes. just the basic 64 gig model. but Last it, year's model with cellular though, right? It does come with cellular. Oh, I forgot to mention that when I was asking my friend, how much would you pay? Yes. Which it is a cellular model and it'd be quite easy to turn it on. Like for 10 bucks, I could get data for like a month or whatever. Yeah. Great. But it came with the Apple keyboard case and the pencil and a little storage thing for the pencil so that I don't lose it. It was great. It got a great deal. So nice. if you guys are in the market... Do you not have to run out to the Apple store and buy the latest, greatest, brand new thing? And in fact, sometimes it pays not to have the initial run of products because sometimes they, there can be lemons or there can be issues or the screen could be wonky. So a tried and true last year's model on Craigslist yeah. or wherever can save you some money. I was actually talking to uh, fan the one of our Tylers, one of our Tyler fans last <laughs> our many night. Tylers had a uh, party, and he was saying that he had just purchased one of the just the new normal iPads, not okay. the iPad Pro, the the nine point seven inch standard yes. one, uh, and he got it for two hundred and fifty dollars at yeah. Target. That is giving them away. Oh, I don't know what's going on with Apple, but those no. that entry level iPad, they want everyone to own. Yeah, one. yeah, and he said that you know the main use will be. Uh, they're some road trips and some travel they do every year and they've got a boy and he and using it as a distraction for travel, but then yeah. having all the functionality of the iPad the rest of the time. It works great. Uh, sounds like a good idea. Well, I finally pulled the trigger actually today as we record. Mm -hmm. I took my Comcast X1 DVR box remote and power supply back to the Xfinity store located near us. I am off Comcast Xfinity again. Wow. I got my Frontier internet set up. It's blazing fast. That's great. You were saying it's like 200 megabits per second up and down? Up and down, symmetrical. So my Comcast before, I think it was 150 down and 12. Zero up. Yeah, 12 <laughs> up, something like that. For you listening at home, why that matters is the download speeds are like when you're watching Netflix or you're downloading a file or a program or whatever. Uh, which is great. But if you do any content creation like Nate and I do, and the chances are you probably do, do you yeah. take photos? Well, all those things need to be uploaded to the server somewhere. And if you go out for the day and you take a bunch of video and you take a bunch of photos and you want to synchronize it to your Google Photos or your Apple Photos, it can take a week yeah. for it to get 
upload it at your house. It's I know. I need to do some videos just so I can see how much faster it is. But yeah. installer came out. He was great. I had Frontier a while back, so he didn't have to replace everything, but mm-hmm. got it all set up. Uh, using the YouTube TV, it's definitely different than you know Comcast cable service, but there's it's working good enough for I'm so me. surprised I haven't signed up for YouTube TV again. Literally, literally, every time I turn on a YouTube app, there's the pop-up. Hey, do you want to sign up for the thing? And I just know one of these times I'm going to hit okay by hit accident. And pay for it for another six months. And yeah. No. Why are they doing this to us? Yeah. Uh, somewhat related to that, I did find a study. You know how I love my studies. And it's a Captain Obvious study. <laughs> study done yeah. by Captain Obvious. How much did the government pay for it? Yeah, <laughs> yes. that's the real question. It was a study on people using multiple devices at the same time. So primarily yeah. people watching TV and using a device at uh, the same time, which I do... So the study primarily focuses on people watching TV and then using their devices at the same time. It also talks some about like listening to the radio and using their devices. I, mm. I was kind of shocked how many people are using the radio and then how many people are, when they're watching TV, I'm, a lot of times I'll have the TV on just as background, yeah. but I'm doing something else, playing a game. A lot of people that are watching TV are using their devices to look up something on the TV. I know my wife will do that. We start watching a movie and she starts looking at every actor and Mm -hmm. uh, the history of the movie and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of relation. Amazon Prime Video, if you're using your Kindle device to watch a movie, it's got the little sync thing and you click a button and it shows you who the actors are in that particular scene and all that stuff. So it's kind of neat. I like those features. I I tend to be doing something completely different with mine, but it makes sense. And that's good information for people to have. Like advertisers, if they've got a good commercial, there's a chance that people are actually using their devices to go, oh, I'm going to look up that company, that kind of Mm. thing. So So what did this study reveal to us? That people are just doing it? Or what are... The levels, I think they were trying to figure out the levels. It's from Nielsen, which is one of the top ones. It's not pew pew. So are a lot of people have the second screen? Is that the majority of users? Yes. So it says simultaneous usage, TV and digital. How often do you watch TV and use a digital device simultaneously? 9% said always. 36% said very often. And 28% said sometimes. And 12% said never. I have a hard time believing they've never used a device while their TV was on. Hmm. Um, And then TV and audio. How often do you watch TV and use an audio device? Um, And that was only 2%. So I'm actually part of that 2% because I'll be watching like a Blazer game and listening to a podcast (laughs) at the same time. Because I don't, no offense to the Blazer announcers if they're listeners of Not Nerd, but I'd rather be doing something else and just watch the game and yeah. kind of pay attention need to it. their commentary. Yeah. So, and it said with the uh, digital usage while watching TV, 71% are looking up information related to the content they're watching. Okay. 41% are doing email texts or messages about the content, letting somebody else know, uh, looking up products, service being advertised is 35%. And then write, read posts about the content on social media, which social media loves that. And it keeps going. It goes into demographics and ages and all that kind of stuff. But uh, kind of work together with me cutting the cord again. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But so far, Frontier, I have been very happy with. And I think I'm paying, uh, it's $50 a month for the uh, internet service and then $40 a month for the YouTube TV service. Hmm. So $90 a month down from, I think I was paying like 170 
for Comcast. So $80 a month I'm saving. That's great. That's worth some sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Quick piece of follow-up. I did put it in the show notes for last week. I said that I would, but Clerk Howard recommends checking bankrate.com where he rates the online banks and that talk about the different interest rates because you can get some pretty good interest rates on your savings using these online banks mm. like we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, you know what we're always talking about? Dave's pro tip of the week. So we've all been in a position where we're wanting, we're filming something and we're thinking, oh, I is see your kids play or something. It's like, well, I'd like a photo of this, but I can't take a photo right now because I'm filming something. Yes. Well, on iPhone at least, and, and maybe some other uh, applications on other platforms, there's a button where you can press a button and it'll take a still picture of the video frame that you're doing. Now you put this note in here for us and would you like to expand a little bit more on that? Yes, so it was actually, um, our daughter was over at a neighbor's house, they were playing and the mother who is a iPhone fan Mm -hmm. and very knowledgeable, she sent some videos and some pictures and Chelsea's like, she must have been using a second phone because there's video and there's pictures of the same time. And it, it's something that's just not on my radar. I never think to do that. And I realized, and so my wife, I showed her how to do it. She said, she literally said, what in the tarnation? What in the tarnation? And was hoping this was a new feature. It is not a new feature. It's been around for a year or two. It's um, been around forever. Yeah. So, and I, I do believe Android, a lot of camera apps will have this Android or iOS, but it's a great thing to remember that if you're taking a video and you're like, Ooh, I want a picture of this one moment. Uh, you could always take a screenshot or whatever, but this Mm -hmm. way you can just do it automatically and get that high quality image Mm -hmm. while at the same time you're taking video. Yeah. And if you're familiar with the iPhone photo screen, there's just a kind of a grayish circle. If you tap that, that's what takes a photo. Yep. It's, it couldn't be easier. What a great tip to remind people of. I love those simple ones where it could be life-changing, like yeah. for my wife, was yeah. extremely excited. What in the tarnation? And, and uh, Yosemite Sam. And Yosemite well. Sam. Tarnations. Uh, she <laughs> cusses like a sailor. Our five takes of the week. As I mentioned, we are at the end of the year. It is Christmas time. The news has slowed down, but I did find a couple. There was a big story this week, yeah. drone related, which you love your drones. There was a, they're calling it a drone denial of service attack against Gatwick Airport. Now, this is in the UK, and uh, I looked up some parts of this story. Somebody had flown a drone over the airport terminal and took a photo. Um, of course, drones plus airports equals bad. And so they shut the whole airport down. Thousands of people had to be redirected. Loss of flights and scheduling was a... Especially a, at this time of year. Yeah. It was a big mess. People missed connections. It was not a, a good thing, all because some person or persons <laughs> yeah. decided to do this. Now, did they ever discover, was it malicious or was it somebody being an idiot? I believe it was malicious and they have made some arrests on the case. I saw a brief update on it, um, but it, like Schneier, the article I linked to is Bruce Schneier, Schneier on security, which Mm -hmm. is one of the top security guys we always talk about and just how 
with the cheapness of a drone, the fact that uh, a drone could take down an entire airport. You could do tens of thousands of dollars of economic harm yeah. just by flying a $100 drone over an airport. And I do believe that I saw that if convicted, they could face life in prison because it's wow. basically, you know, I'm sure in the U.S. I don't know how the laws would line up, but it's an act of terrorism. Yeah. It's like um, if, if it were here in the U.S., it'd be a federal offense. Yeah. And they... Most of the articles mentioned there was another one uh, about a year ago where a president, I forget which country it was, but there was a, like an exploding drone type mm, thing that right. they were trying to possibly assassinate the president. So yeah. drones, there's good and there's bad. Yeah, just oh, like everything. There's yeah. good and there's bad. It depends on besides who bacon. It. Bacon? There's bad about bacon? No, no there's not. That's, that's right. the one exception. It's bad for the pig. Yes. Okay. Since there's not a lot of news, I did find a couple. We've had some already the uh, top list, the best and worst list of 2018. Mm -hmm. um, this one's by TechCrunch, which is one of the biggest tech sites. And the title is The Best and Worst Gadgets of 2018. The subtitle says TLDR, too what? long, didn't read, yeah. colon, don't buy the PlayStation Classic, <laughs> which is very much like the Nintendo Classic, the yeah. little cheapo machine. But they did a bad job making that, dude. So if you bought one for a gift for somebody... I'm sorry. It's not going to be very good. <laughs> yes. Uh, they might get some enjoyment out of it. Yeah, but, maybe. Um, the best, they had the Google Home Hub, uh, which is actually kind of ironic because it's Google, but it's very privacy focused. It doesn't have the camera on it. Uh, it just allows you to, it's kind of a glorified digital photo frame where you can play yeah. some music through it too. It's like a tablet on a stand Yeah, that, <laughs> does, that connects to all of your Google yes. services. But I did see a commercial today. They've lowered the price from 149 to 129. Mm. Um, so if you are somebody that would love to have a tablet but want it plugged into the wall all the time, check out the Google and don't want a camera on it. Check yeah. out the Google Home Hub. This sounds pretty neat. Yeah. So I've got the Amazon Echo device in my house, and I played around with the video capability on my Kindle Fires, which are kind of merging together into their tabletop device with mm, a screen on yeah. it. So this is very similar to that. But I have a feeling that probably in one or two years, these are just going to be everywhere. I yeah. mean, the companies are basically giving them away. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to find them everywhere. On desks at work, on counters at home, and it's like, you'll probably have two. You'll have the, the Amazon version, you'll have the Google Home version, they'll be everywhere. Yes. Uh, the next one is just recently came out. It's the DJI, the manufacturer of drones, mm -hmm. and they have their Osmo line, which I actually have their, it's a handheld smartphone gimbal. I've mm -hmm. talked about before in the podcast where you clip your smartphone, it kind of gives you the steady shot and you can do some different functions. Well, this one's the Osmo Pocket and this is, I watched the video on this thing. It, it's $350, yeah. but it is, it's kind of like a very tiny, amazing GoPro on this little handle that you can walk around with. You get amazing video. Mm -hmm. um, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. And so if you're in the market for this sort of thing, they highly recommend this. And I would, if I hadn't bought the other one, I might consider buying this. Yeah. Think about you go on to, let's say you're going to Venice on a vacation, as people do. Yes, you yes. Know, I mean, it's like, what are we going to do Common. next week? Most of our listeners. Let's just go to Venice. Yes. And you're thinking, I don't want to pack a lot of stuff. I'm already bringing my phone. Do I want a big DSLR camera? Do I sh Should I just film with my phone? But my phone, I mean, it's kind of crappy. I'm going to be on boats or whatever. Well, this is a perfect thing. It's a image-stabilized GoPro, like you'd mentioned, camera that you can take beautiful cinematic shots with, and it's got a little holster you stick it in and yeah. stick it in your pocket. And so it would really serve to augment 
your smartphone. And in fact, you can even clip it into the bottom of the lightning connector on your phone so that you can have a giant screen yeah. while you're taking beautiful stabilized images with this this really nice camera. So it's a, a great product for those who are adventurous, but also uh, don't want to carry a lot of gear with them. So. Yeah, yeah. And I, I always think when I see these gimbal devices and using my own, uh, I met a guy once when we were traveling in Mexico. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> The uh, exotic... The Venice of, <laughs> of North, Central North America. Yeah, of the um, Western Hemisphere. But he is a Steadicam operator. So like on the sidelines, he like he was a full-time employee for ESPN. So a football game, the guys yeah. with those heat... The guy... <laughs> I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> Are you from Italy? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, those guys with those huge camera rigs, like the Steadicam thing, so they mm-hmm. can get all the shots and zoom in and zoom out. And CNN has them, these people with, I mean, they look like some sort of cyborg. Right. And I think, how much better is that than this $350 device? Do we really Not need those guys anymore? I mean, broadcast quality. With ESPN, the Zoom. Yes. With the Zoom. That's the, zo- the Zoom, just like with the iPhone, that's where yeah. you lose out. Uh, the Oculus Go, we've talked a lot about virtual reality this year, but I do not hear a lot of people talking about it. But apparently, <laughs> if you want one, $200 for the Oculus Go. Which is a great price. This is a virtual reality headset that has a built-in screen. And actually, I think this has the processor and everything on board. Yeah. So it's like a computer you strap to your face and you can play games with it. But for 200 bucks, it seems like a pretty good price because it used to cost thousands. Uh, Timbuktu. We know Timbuktu. They are a... It reminds me of a joke, but it's not clean for this podcast. <laughs> yes. Not family friendly. Uh, they're a maker. Are they located in Portland? Uh, Wherever they're located. They make know. great computer bags, backpacks. TechCrunch is recommending. I don't know anything about this. I do know that Timbuktu, they are not cheap, but they make very good, uh, very well thought out gear bags. Then they have a, the Happy Hacking Keyboard Professional 2. What is that? I just... Some people are really into keyboards and really want specific keyboards. I will use any keyboard, computer keyboard that you give me. I just don't know. I'm guessing this thing's expensive, but mechanical keyboards, there is a huge, especially within mm-hmm. the tech bubble of guys that are so particular about their keyboards. Yes. Um, I don't think anybody that we know is going to buy that. The worst... The Palm, that Palm phone, which you have to have a smartphone, and then you oh, get that yes. tiny small it's, phone. It's, it's the like phone a, for your phone. It's like an Apple Watch in the shape of a small phone. <laughs> uh, the Red Hydrogen One phone, which is this super crazy $1,500 smartphone by the Red Camera yeah, people. That, which reviewed very poorly. Yes. And then the Facebook portal, which... Uh, we've got another story about Facebook coming up and their privacy issues, but the Facebook portal, everybody's basically like nobody's should get that. Real-time follow-up, Timbuktu is based out of San Francisco. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then the PlayStation Classic. Stay away from that one, apparently. Yeah. I it's... will not be trying that. Another article I found from Time Magazine. What? The... They still have a magazine? Apparently, they have a website. So Time Magazine had an article on the best iPhone and Android apps of 2018. A lot of them we had talked about. Authy, mm-hmm. which I love for the two-factor authentication stuff. Uh, Halide Camera or Halide uh, is a really great one. Authy's on iOS and Android. Halide's only on iOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drafts, which I need to try Drafts. I've heard very good things about it. It's I've a, tried it a little bit. Um, what they say, if you write, you should write in Drafts. It's just a very easy way to... 
write things and then get it out to where you need it, even if it's tech message, text messages, emails, shortcuts, Apple shortcuts, iOS only. Mm-hmm. Most of these are iOS only, which we talk about a lot. Uh, Libby, which uh, we talked about when Chelsea was on the podcast, it is the one that most a lot of public libraries offer where you can mm-hmm. check out content from them. That's iOS, Android, and then they have some other ones, some fitness tracking, um, and then robocalls, uh, which we're going to talk some more about that uh, genre later. And then Bobby, I've heard about this a couple times, uh, where you can keep track of all your... We were just talking the other week about your iOS subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Bobby will keep track of all your subscriptions for you. So even if oh. they're not just iOS, you can keep track of everything you subscribe to, just so you can easily see uh, you know, when things renew, when things expire, and how much money... What your total is. They, I think you can do a few subscriptions for free and then you pay. Yeah, it's free to use, but you can unlock the subscription limit. So there's a number of items you can put in there and then you have to pay. Uh, and then one called Hoojicam, which I had not heard of. And it's Sounds kind of... Uh, dirty. Yes, it's an analog photography type app. So it kind of makes things look like you're using, uh, not using or using film-like uh, or a film camera to take your photos. Uh, and then number 10 is Copied, uh, which is a clipboard manager. I was trying out a clipboard manager because I'm always trying to get stuff from my phone to my computer, my computer to my phone. I usually just use the Apple Notes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it's funny that in this article they have 10 different apps, and there's only, I believe, two that are actually available on Android. All the other ones are only on iOS, which is another reason why we like iOS, because there's a lot of great apps there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, Well, one more list for 2018. A list of Facebook's 2018 scandals. Geesh. Do we have time for this? I mean... We don't. I think it works out to one about every 14 days. Facebook did not have a good year. I don't want to get back into them. Uh, Think what you will about Facebook. It bums me out because there's a lot of benefits to Facebook, but the way Facebook runs the the service of Facebook... Uh, there's a lot of benefits for me. Mm. I really enjoy it, but uh, they are not, they've gotten very big and it's hard for them to run things well, as we've talked about. Another interesting article, we something we talk about a lot, there's an annual smart speaker IQ test. Loop, L-O-U-P Ventures, mm. okay. ran this annual smart speaker IQ test. They used Google Assistant, Siri, Alexa, and Cortana, which is Microsoft service. Right. Uh, they ran... 800 questions each on these four services. So the query results, Google Assistant came in top. 87.9% of the questions were answered correctly, and 100% of the time it understood the query. Siri was at 74.6 correct, 99.6 understood. Alexa down to 72.5 answered correctly. Uh, 99% understood the query, and Cortana was 63.4 answered correctly and understood 99.4. So all four services, they're really under, they've gotten a lot better at listening, mm-hmm. um, answering. They're getting a lot better. I think all four of them were up year over year, which you would hope that it didn't go down. This answered correctly thing, it has Siri over Alexa. And man, in my real world test, that just doesn't hmm. work. 
I don't ask Alexa a lot of things, uh, so I don't know. I am using Siri more, and yeah. it, Maybe it works should... well for me. That was something that I heard a discussion on this, of the fact that so many people have had a bad experience with Siri because it was kind of the first out of the gates, and everybody mm-hmm. used it. And now they're like, well, I'm not going to use Siri because of, of all the memes and all that stuff. Uh, but they have made a lot of improvements. So what you're saying is I should give it a chance. Yeah, give it a chance. Um, but the methodology, they looked at the most common types stuff, local, commerce, navigation, information, and then commands, uh, and went through it. And you can read, they break it down for the different areas. The overall results stay pretty true within those five different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pretty interesting. I, th- I Again, I just don't like using the voice services that often. Uh, I'd rather just type something in, but I know that I might be coming more towards the minority of that feeling. Oh, well, we had to finish out the year with a couple security stories. Mm -hmm. Hackers breached dozens of local government payment portals to steal credit card data. Yes. So the click to gov I've used this for a couple. I don't know if it was my business renewal or something. Um, Local governments can use this click to gov payment portal mm-hmm. uh, to pay tickets, to do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got lots of those. Yes. And so hackers were able to get into it. Shocking. And also in the government, the San Diego Unified School District has a large data breach where mm. all their data was breached, which includes students' names, addresses, phone oh. numbers, and social security numbers. So That's not good. Uh, and yeah. I sent you... Um, Oh, yeah, for Sherwood Schools, your yeah. school district. I got an email that said, hey, for some of our students who have our services plugged in through their Android devices, they had some errant data or something that went out. I don't know what it was. It wasn't quite a security breach, but it was just garbage. Uh, a wrong message got sent out due to some bug. Or yeah. But, yeah, this stuff is everywhere. Yeah, it is, and it's not going to stop. So we'll try to get through it more briefly and just make sure that you know in case you feel that uh, your information might be. But it's just always a good reminder that we're all going to be affected, so make sure, like we say, probably the two top things, three top things, use a password manager like LastPass, use two-factor authentication for major accounts, and then freeze your credit, which I really need to do. Um, yeah, and part of that step one of using LastPass is translated to don't use the same password for everything. Yes, yes. Use strong, unique passwords everywhere, and you're not going to do that unless you're using LastPass. Right. Uh, one more story, speaking of Android and their security woes. Uh, so this comes from Forbes, and the title is, We broke into a bunch of Android phones with a 3D printed head. <laughs> So they trained all these phones for the face unlock features and then created a 3D printed head of this person. Yeah, it looks to be the author of this article, Thomas Brewster, it appears to be his head. Yes. Um, so he must have did facial recognition on all these devices so that he could log in. And then they made a very accurate uh, casting using 3D printing technology of the guy's face, and they were able to break into a lot of the Android phones. How many of the Apple phones were they able to break into? Uh, that would be zero. Al- what is zero, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Uh, the iPhone uh, and its ilk seemed to come away unscathed. They weren't able to hack it. So from the article, it says, for our tests, we used my own real-life head to register for facial recognition across five phones, Hmm. an iPhone X, 
and four Android devices, an LG G7 ThinkQ, a Samsung S9, a Samsung Note 8, and a OnePlus 6. So for the top, they didn't do the Pixel. Oh, the Pixel phones don't even have facial recognition. Yeah, they're fingerprint. They're only fingerprint. So for the four top Android uh, that have facial recognition, and all four of them, they were able to um, break into it with this. And they were talking about how with the Android phones, when you set it up, it will say this is kind of a secondary method. Your PIN is the most is mm-hmm. more secure. Uh, it results in your phone being less secure, where iPhone doesn't have to say that. So one more bonus point for Apple because they have created this Face ID that truly is secure, unlike the other services. And it's it's more secure than the fingerprint reader as well. Yeah. Bonus odd take of the week. <laughs> so. <laughs> This really got a lot of press because Carlton from the Fresh Prince, oh, yes. uh, Alfen- Alfonso Ribeiro, um, what a is, great name, is suing and trying to. <laughs> I think it's part of a class action suit against the popular game Fortnite because it keeps stealing dances. So the question becomes: Can you uh, trademark or copyright a dance move? So the famous Carlton dance move from the Fresh Prince. So uh, he's they use to. that in Fortnite, and because Fortnite is making or Epic Games is making so much money off Fortnite, uh, people are deciding that they should get a cut of that money for using those popular dances. Well, I am not a lawyer, but you I, did stay at a Holiday Inn Express last I did, night, and I think that I'm usually good at allowing common sense to prevail in yes. a lot of decisions I make. And I am going to go out on a limb and say, no, you cannot copyright dance moves. It is a gestural movement of a person's body yes. is not copyrightable yes. or trademarkable. I'm it sorry. Would, it would seem like that. I'm trying to think of other, the Macarena, that would have been one that I would have thought was. Now the music the music, yes, the lyrics. yes, but doing the Macarena dance. I was trying to think of famous dances over time, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much you're going to be able to get a lot of traction for that. But when the it's a slow news week and Fortnite Fortnite makes so much money, yeah. and we all love doing the Carlton. Uh, that <laughs> was do. a story this week. And what's the one with the arms that go in and out? That's the, the flossing, picture. the flossing, <laughs> which I call the Macarena of the 2010s. And it is uh, fun fact: I cannot floss. There you go. Yeah. And I should floss more often my teeth, according to my dental that is assistant. True. All of us should. Pro tip of the week. Yes. Floss more. And you know what we should all do more of every week? Our picks of the week. So, uh, Nate, I'm back at it. I got this new device. I've been playing a bunch of stuff. And so I went through my app store and downloaded a bunch of stuff. And as part of this, if we can have a moment of silence for the Infinity Blade games from Epic... They pulled them from the App Store. Really? If you purchase them before, you can still download them. So I've been playing the heck out of those because I'm like, <laughs> when are they going to stop letting you download yeah. them? Yeah. Uh, and of course, you can always back up your games, but that's neither here nor there. So I've been going through and finding all these old games to play. And then I cracked into the App Store and looked at some of the new ones. And I came across one that's really kind of fun to play. The title of the game is Sky Duels. Have you heard of Sky Duels? Before? I have not. Sky Duels is a low poly graphic old type game meaning there's not a lot of details very cartoony looking kind of like crossy road and those kind of pixely type of low poly games and uh, bright colors and you are an airplane or you're in an airplane and you fly around this world which is very small it's like a sphere that's very small with 
all kinds of obstacles, bridges and mountains. And your goal is to fly around and shoot down other aircraft. It's like a dogfighting simulator, but it's all cartoony and fun. There's two controls, right of the screen to turn right, left of the screen to turn left. And it's kind of this isometric view. You're not in the cockpit or anything. You can see, right? You see the plane flying around. And then you shoot down and you gain points, buy new airplanes, wash, rinse, repeat. It's just a lot of fun shooting stuff to see how far you can shoot. And uh, I got to say, it's it's mind-numbing fun. And if you download this game, it's free. Of course, there are in-app purchases and stuff that you can do. But you'll probably spend at least an hour having fun with this game. And it didn't cost you anything. Very cool. Um, Well, Dave, for my pick of the week... I've actually got a gift for you, so I need to what? close close your eyes and hold okay. out your hand. Well, I was going to turn on uh, Sky Duels as you did your <laughs> pick of the week, but I'll go ahead. As and you I'll, off do, I'll turn off my pick of the you week. You might have to wait for a second. Okay, my hands are or my eyes are closed. My hand hands are out. I'm a little scared. Wait, that's moist. What is this now? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Okay. Jello. <laughs> Whoa! Look at this. <laughs> that makes for great pod. Hey, everybody, look at this. Look how awesome this is. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> this is a Kershaw knife-type tool. Now, I will I will give you a quick safety lesson. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> As I cut my finger off. There is a little locking mechanism here, and then you... It is a spring assist oh, knife. This is not a switch blade, but a spring it's, assist. Yes, it's a legal switch blade, basically. What's the difference? Um, but anyway, that I see the lock. Okay, wow. So my pick of the week is just having a good pocket knife. You know how many times, great. a lot of times it's just to open Amazon packages, but it to is. have a knife, uh, you know, multi-tools can be real helpful too. So as a listener, you might not know that the Portland area is known for having the headquarters of Nike and Adidas. It's kind of a shoe, the shoe center, shoe mecca. Well, it's also the knife mecca. There are several of the top knife companies are located in Portland, including Kershaw, which is a mere less than a mile from my home. This is great. Thank you so much. Yes. And twice a year, they do a warehouse sale. Now, the holistic cost of going to the sale by just a couple knives is not very good. There are People camp out the day before to Do get to the to sale. you have to pay to get into the sale? You don't. They okay. have a line. And then I forgot because I drove by and I was like, the line's short. I'm going to stop in real quick. Mm. Well, the line's short to get in. Then everybody's shopping. Then it takes about half an hour to 45 minutes to check out. Uh, but they have kitchen knives and everything. Kershaw makes really great knives. You can get them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amount of money I saved, I only bought a couple small knives because I had lost mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love having just a knife in my pocket that I can pop out, cut something open, uh, use it to pry something, whatever. I've um, been thinking... Long and hard about getting one. I used to carry a little Victoria Knox. Oh, yeah, uh, the classic one. red. Yeah, around, and I lost it somewhere. Yeah. I have no idea where it went. And then it had a toothpick in it, too. And I'm like, oh, yes. and some tweezers. And I'm like, if I need a tweeze or pick my teeth, I'm out of luck. Yeah. So now I can do all those things. Of course, I just have the blade. So I'm going to have to pick my teeth with the metal knife blade and take out uh, splinters with <laughs> and take out splinters with the knife. But it's, yes. but it's good. I love it. The size is perfect. I'm going to use it every single day. Great. Merry Christmas to you and Merry Christmas to all of you out there. And there are, um, I should look and I should give away. I have a bunch of, I don't know if I've ever mentioned on the podcast, Homeland Security. They used to do eBay lots of all the pocket knives that they had (laughs) confiscated. So a couple times, probably 15 years ago, I bought a couple of those lots. And so I have a bag at home with probably... 
50 to 60. Now, they were never super nice ones because if they were super nice ones, somebody would probably ship it or the guys at yeah. the TSA would take they it out themselves. It. Yeah. But I have a whole bag of these and I just need to have a garage. I should sell them on eBay. Yeah. Just sell the whole bag of them. But You should give uh, them away as prizes on the I can keep a couple multi-tools in my backpack for when, I, you know, if I need a screwdriver, that kind of thing on the go. But having the little knife, this it's is, a great uh, thing. It is awesome. Don't go cutting your technology. That usually no. isn't very helpful. But for opening those Amazon purchases, which yes. brings me to our random Amazon purchase of the week. Okay. Now, I think some people have been doing some Christmas shopping. And I found, Dave, <laughs> the my so that you look at at first look, the shirt says, my wife is hot. Mm. And then you look closer, The my wife is hot are nice big letters. And around hot, in front of it is P-S-Y-C. And then after the T is I see. So it truly reads, my wife is psychotic. Ah. <laughs> Which I love the clever uh, 80s, 80s layout there. So that's your t-shirt. Somebody bought this this episode. Hopefully, if this was a Christmas gift and you're listening, you've already yeah. received this gift. I'm guessing my wife didn't buy it for me, mostly Maybe. on the fact that she would never buy me another t-shirt because I have hundreds of them. I'm thinking this might sell better if they were to put my ex-wife is hot Yes, that might be a good one. Uh, they have 12 different colors, yellow, green, red, blue. Uh, but Dave... What would you pay? We're gonna go. We're gonna base this on the charcoal. I like a charcoal T-shirt. And let's say uh, you're probably about. A, oh, it goes up to five X. I'm a standard large. Standard large. Uh, so we'll go with the standard large. What would you pay for the "My Wife Is Psychotic" shirt? I would pay zero dollars <laughs> because it would get me in a lot of trouble. But I would buy it for someone else's wife. <laughs> yes, we uh, could create a little list yeah. after the show. Yeah, I think probably. I always bid too high on these. I'm gonna say nine ninety nine. Well, this one is actually fourteen ninety nine plus five dollars shipping. It's I was not even say Amazon. Not it. an Amazon Prime option, uh, which is disappointing. Twelve ninety nine for the yellow, yeah, and the green. So there's some variation. And if it, you the go more up to popular the, colors are cheaper. I'm sure. If you go up higher. to the five X size, oh, that's only sixteen ninety nine for the green. But yeah. Mm. There's some funny stuff that you guys yeah. are buying. We really appreciate. Go to Amazon.NotNerd.com before you shop on Amazon. Mm-hmm. We get a kickback. It also goes through the smile so you can make a donation yeah. to, I think I've done like 80 bucks to Patrick's children by yeah. using the smile link. Um, it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, also don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If mm-hmm. you don't subscribe to the podcast you listen to, you're doing it wrong because mm-hmm. then they just come to you. They're ready for you. You don't have to go Todd yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm thinking also, you might be thinking, I'd sure love to give Nate and Dave a Christmas present this year, but I don't even know what to do or and I don't have any money. How can I do well, how can I gift something to them? Give the gift of telling others about the podcast. Yes. And share it with others. And they will thank you so much. Yes, it helps everyone. And check out our Patreon. You can support us there. There's many ways to support us, and we try to support you guys. So now get out there and tech better. I wish that this was an athletic podcast so we could have athletic supporters. (laughs) 